It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. When will global civilization collapse? That's the title of a recent report from JobOneForHumanity.org. The report states a global collapse of key areas is no longer predicted not to occur until 2100 or in the far-off future, as many corporate-funded think tank models have previously predicted. The just-published report continues with this. All data now indicates that the world is heading for a massive critical systems collapse far sooner than previously predicted. The report then states, quote, The Great Global Collapse is now expected to begin between 2025 to 2030. That sounds bad, but what's coming is actually worse, and likely even sooner. Few yet believe it. Decades of normalcy bias programming by the power structures have been a stunning success. Is California really underwater? Parts of Australia definitely are. Again, once-in-a-hundred-year floods are now the norm. Western European ski resorts are still largely snowless after the warmest winter weather on record. Different story in Siberia. 80 degrees below zero. That's what you can accomplish with a big military machine like Russia's. Chemical ice nucleation with elements likely even more toxic than those used on the U.S. population by an exponentially bigger military juggernaut, the U.S. military, whose on-the-record doctrine is to, quote, own the weather. And indeed, they do. Earth's oceans are superheating with yet another record-shattering year in 2022. What are the ramifications? How many want the uncensored truth? What part have climate intervention operations played in the unfolding planetary cataclysm. Stay tuned. Collapse is here. It's unfolding on countless fronts. And even now, precious few have yet summoned the courage to face reality. A cancer of criminal corruption controls the world, including the weather, which is the crown jewel weapon of the controllers, a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees and then blame it on nature. If you think those at the top are interested in preserving the health and prosperity of you and your posterity, think again. From Insider.com, California's sudden jump from withering drought to violent floods is a warning for the whole world. For the record, flash flooding doesn't fix 15 years of engineered drought engineered forest die-off, and engineered forest incinerations, not to mention the altered atmospheric chemistry, now decimated ozone layer, and this. The rain that does fall is toxic to root systems and to soil microbiome. Not speculation, lab test proven fact. So much for the formerly life-giving rain. In regard to the heavily sensationalized California rainpocalypse, did the controllers warn us of their coming agenda, as they often do? It would seem so. Rewind to August 14th, 2022, from ABC News, a report previously covered on this broadcast. Mega flood coming to California may cause massive devastation and cost $1 trillion in damage, experts warn. The ABC report then assures us 
that, quote, California is prone to these floods from atmospheric rivers. More on the previous predictions for a California rainpocalypse. This was a study by Science Advances, which states atmospheric rivers could become consecutive for weeks on end. The area with the most destruction would be the Central Valley of California, they say, including Sacramento, Fresno, and Bakersfield. The study's authors projected. They say the Central Valley, roughly the size of Vermont and Massachusetts combined, produces a quarter of the nation's food supply. They continue, a flood big enough to fill the Central Valley has the potential to be the most expensive geophysical disaster to date. Would also be unimaginably impactful to the nation's food supply, wouldn't it? Let's rewind to 1962, President Lyndon Johnson, beginning of every single global alert news broadcast posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. Film footage, Lyndon Johnson stating again that we had the power to control the world's cloud layer then, in 1962, and quote, he who controls the weather controls the world because you control food supplies, thus you control populations, thus you control the world. So this, quote, prediction from before the latest so-called rainpocalypse in California. More on this unfolding situation in a moment. And this question, is it really as bad as corporate media would have us believe? Stay tuned. From MSN.com, scientists sound alarm as ocean temperatures hit new record high. If this sounds bad, that's only because it is. If the oceans die, we die. Stay tuned for this breaking report. Next, Biden administration seeks to limit daily air pollution. A quote from this report, the administration is committed to working to ensure that all people have clean air to breathe, clean water to drink, and the opportunity to lead a healthy life, end quote. Question, does anyone that's not completely asleep at the wheel actually believe that claim? That our government is concerned about a clean environment and a healthy population? Time to wake up. What else is the criminal cartel known as our government up to at the moment? And for the record, the criminality includes both sides of the manufactured political divide, two sides of the power structure controlled theater of total tyranny. The global predator parasites are busy making plans at the Davos World Economic Forum meeting. Think the agendas and objectives they're discussing behind closed doors are in your best interest? Think again. Who's going to the predator party? 52 heads of state and hundreds of government officials are collaborating with the World Economic Forum at Davos 2023. The U.S. will be represented by Biden administration officials, including presidential climate envoy John Kerry. Also, the head of national intelligence, Arville Haynes, the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Christopher Wray. Why is the head of the FBI and National Intelligence at the World Economic Forum meeting. You decide. There's more. The U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and several governors and congressional lawmakers, just a sample from the global predator parasite guest list attending the World Economic Forum at Davos. Are they deciding what the next major weather warfare assault is going to be and perhaps other forms of thinning the herd? Why would we believe otherwise? New from the Washington Post, this, the geoengineers are just winging it. Is the Washington Post actually trying to tell us the truth with this report? Not even close. 
Just more smoke and mirrors. The Post is pretending to be concerned about the atmospheric contamination from the rogue balloon launch experiment of a few pounds of sulfur carried out in Baja, California, which was, in fact, nothing more than a meaningless publicity stunt. Does the Washington Post in any way mention the fleets of geoengineering jet aircraft, not just hundreds, but thousands around the globe, spraying all over the world, perhaps as much as 50 to 70 million tons of nanoparticles annually, tainting our skies with filthy, hazy, toxic, artificial cloud cover, the fallout of which we all get to breathe. No, the Washington Post, of course, will never acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the skies. Neither will our criminal government that claims to care about the environment and our health, neither of which is true. Before I cover a quick succession of sensationalized corporate media headlines about California, consider this. CNN just published a California flood expose titled California's Flooding in Pictures. Of 35 photos published in this expose, all but two were from the same swath through one region of Central California, a very flood-vulnerable region where the geoengineers focused much of the flow from the heavily hyped and ongoing rainpocalypse. The other two photos were from a single flood-prone region of Southern California. What's my point? The serious flooding was not, and is not, at least not yet, statewide. Far from it. Yet, for weeks, mainstream media, the Matrix media, would have us believe otherwise. Every channel of the Matrix media kept showing us the same photos from the same places over and over, at best, from a few different angles. The climate engineers are pushing waves of aerosolized moisture into the western U.S., focusing portions of that flow on flood-prone regions while constantly seeding and expanding the cloud canopy with chemical ice nucleation elements. This process has the effect of creating a temporary cold, dense layer of air which sinks to the surface while blotting out the sun over vast regions, which is a primary objective of so-called solar radiation management. Please review the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. The over-aerosolization of the cloud moisture, a.k.a. an excess of geoengineering jet-sprayed toxic particles in the cloud formations, have the effect of scattering much of the moisture in the form of aerosolized cloud canopy over, again, vast regions, blotting out the sun with an often featureless overstory of gray, white, or dirty white aerosol-laced cloud cover, providing a temporary toxic surface cooldown. Between the engineered winter weather events are flash warm-ups. Weather and temperature whiplash scenarios will continue to worsen rapidly as runaway climate collapse unfolds and accelerates with climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, further fueling the entire process. Please keep all that in mind while we cover more puzzle pieces. This week, from multiple corporate media sources, painting a picture of a statewide rainpocalypse. Here's the headline. Dangers to life and property remain high in California as storm onslaught continues. From that report, flooding from northern to central California is expected to be widespread and, quote, catastrophic. San Francisco, they state, a staggering 628% higher than normal precipitation for that time of year. Again, this is a very small window. If you take a, a very 
hard thunder shower over a specific hourly time frame, and then you extrapolate that over an extended time frame of what's considered, quote, normal rainfall, you can come up with any statistics you want. The report continues, the city recorded its wettest 10-day period since the Civil War era. That's the kind of sensationalized headlines that climate engineers want, leading the public to believe the drought in California is over, which couldn't be further from the truth. The report then states AccuWeather's team of long-range experts, i.e., script readers, say the pattern of prolific storms slamming the West Coast has already placed a significant dent in the drought. Again, you don't erase 15 years of mega drought with a few flash floods in a few selected regions. From the report just mentioned, many might believe that California, again, is underwater and that the mega drought is over. Neither could be further from the truth. In my location in the wilderness on the east side of Lake Shasta, the last three weeks of on and off rain has been, if anything, less than what a normal year once was in decades past before the weather warfare had been ramped up to the current levels. But there's other differences. The rain is often more of a constant measured drip and drizzle. There's an on and off very unnatural cold with the chemically laced showers and increasingly often a faint chemical smell. Welcome to the patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. When chemical ice nucleation is ramped up enough, frozen material falls. This often begins at considerably above freezing temperatures, though the longer the operations continue, the colder the surface layer becomes. Ice storms are now common in the transition zone of a storm being hammered by these operations between what is now called the warm side of the so-called winter storm and the cold side. Welcome to the asylum. There's more. Next, from BBC. Millions at risk of flooding as fierce storm lashes California. From Time Magazine, California flooding, 17 killed, millions, they say, under evacuation orders. Let's stop there for a moment. That's the Time Magazine headline that shows up with a Google search of California flooding. Quote that millions under evacuation orders, end quote. But is that true? Were millions of Californians under evacuation orders? No other source made this claim, and there seems to be no official source to confirm it. Do the editors of Time Magazine care? I would think not. They wanted to make an impression, and that's what they did. From AccuWeather, 90% of the state's population under a flood watch as another round of storms rolled through. Let's stop there. Again, semantics matter. Flood watch means nothing. Has no bearing on what actually happened throughout 90% of the state. No bearing at all. This AccuWeather report continues with this. The abrupt shift highlights the dilemma California faces. They then say the latest string of Pacific storms soaked California, prompting evacuations of some 25,000 people. That's a lot different than 90% of a state with 40 million people, isn't it? Also not, quote, millions evacuated, as was shown on a Google search of the Time magazine article. Final excerpt from the SACUEather report, evacuations included the entire town of Montecito and nearby areas of Santa Barbara. These are two of the flood-prone regions that I alluded to earlier. And keep in mind, many of the flood-prone regions have already had their surrounding mountains incinerated thanks to climate engineering-induced drought. The fried landscapes makes the flooding more impactful, of course. Moving on from the New York Times, nearly 
100,000 in California are under evacuation orders or warnings, keyword or warnings. So is the New York Times report getting closer to the Time Magazine claim of millions evacuated? No. The 100,000 claim by the Times included 50,000 that were evacuation warnings, not orders or actual evacuations. The New York Times report continues. Almost 49,000 people were under evacuation orders and another 50,000 were under evacuation warnings, which don't mean much. In Monterey County, another flood-prone region, flooding that began Monday has forced evacuations along the Carmel and Salinas Rivers. In Santa Cruz County, the wind, rain, and tides have battered buildings and infrastructure along the beaches. Again, all the same flood-prone regions where the vast majority of Matrix media sensationalized photos came from. Next headline, multiple sources. California went underwater. Crazy hailstorm and flooding in Santa Barbara and San Francisco. The hail, frozen material in, in various forms, depending on the location and elevation, chemical ice nucleating elements, almost certainly a factor. We have yet to test frozen precipitation that isn't contaminated with these elements. Another headline from the Washington Post. California was under drought, then it went underwater. That's the headline. First, the California mega drought still is. Second, we're far from being underwater. With all that I've just covered in mind, could the climate engineers further ramp up the rain levels to make many of the matrix media claims come true in the end? Yes, they could. The geoengineers control the spigot. They control how much it will rain, where it will rain, and how toxic that rain will be. Are they going to ramp up the rain in the West for the rest of the winter? Based on their operations over the last 15 years, it would seem very unlikely, though all is in a state of flux as abrupt climate collapse unfolds. The controllers are now more desperate and dangerous than ever as biosphere collapses beat them to the proverbial intersection. There are no limits to what they may do now or try to do on many fronts. Be ready. Countless factors are already past the breaking point, even now. Here's another report from last week from theconversation.com. How California could save up its rain to ease future droughts instead of watching epic atmospheric river rainfall drain into the Pacific. What an incredibly ignorant headline conclusion from theconversation.com. First, even if there was some magic method of capturing all the rain, no matter how toxic it is, there would then be no streams, no rivers. Many ecosystems would be no more. Next, the dam's that are already in place are holding on to the rain that has fallen. I just went to the Sacramento River below Shasta Dam to check the flows, not much being let out. Why? Because Shasta Lake is still far less than half full. What a surprise. Or not. Orographic enhanced rain, I brought this up in previous broadcasts, that should be occurring over many mountainous regions is being greatly diminished due to climate intervention operations. That includes frequency transmissions and atmospheric cloud aerosolization. This scatters the moisture in every direction, creates the featureless cloud canopy, and diminishes orographically enhanced rain. If Redding, California gets 33 inches in a normal year, my region, northeast and more mountainous terrain, gets 70. Further northeast of me, where it becomes more mountainous and higher elevation, rain can be 100 to 120 inches in a normal year. That is not occurring. 
Climate engineering is the core causal factor. How full are California's primary reservoirs? As of late this week, Lake Shasta, 45%. Lake Trinity, 27%. Lake Orville, 49%. The San Luis Reservoir, 39%. Folsom Lake, 42%. Does that sound like the entire state of California is underwater? Not so much. Again, at least not yet. Though the weathermakers could always alter the script as we move forward. Again, they control the spigot. So many have tried to blame the empty reservoirs on the fabrication that it was only because too much water was being let out. Again, a lie. The lakes have been empty because climate intervention operations have been hampering the hydrological cycle very heavily in the West Coast for the last 15 years, but globally for at least 75 years. None of us have alive, with very few exceptions, have known truly natural weather. The part of the equation that no official source agency, elected official, or corporate media source will admit to. Climate intervention operations fully deployed and being ramped up all along the way for 75 plus years with lots of inarguable confirmation, just like President Johnson 60 years ago on film, on the record, stating it clearly, emphatically. You can watch him at the beginning of every single global alert news broadcast. First 15 seconds posted on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. In my wilderness location on the east side of Lake Shasta, which is part of the Lake Shasta watershed, we're over 500 inches of rain short since 2007, thanks to the climate engineering operations, which we can see disrupting the storm track in the eastern Pacific off the U.S. West Coast. Satellite imagery proves this. Back to the so-called rainpocalypse. In summary, the Santa Cruz region, the San Francisco Bay Area, and a bit south have so far been the epicenters of manipulated storm moisture in the regions just inland from those I just mentioned. California snowpack soars to nearly 200% of normal. Many sources covered this headline. So again, I ask, is everything fine now? No more mega drought in California. Consider that the same statistics were tossed out in December of 2021. How did the summer of 2022 turn out regarding the California mega drought? Beyond catastrophic. In the high Sierras, super slick, surfactant-soaked cement snow. And about all that water we're told to expect from that snow. Keep this factor in mind. Chemically Artificially nucleated frozen material tends to sublimate. That means a portion of it converts directly from a solid to a gas, bypassing the liquid phase. For an extreme example of this, consider dry ice. No liquid phase, straight from a solid to a gas. How are the other two largest western U.S. reservoirs doing? Lake Mead, 28% of capacity. What about Lake Powell? 24% of capacity. Those statistics don't bode well, do they, to the 40 million people that depend on those reservoirs. From the New York Times, wild weather swings are robbing California of its trees. From that report, if the storm had a theme, it was the uprooted and broken trees that seemed to blanket the rain-soaked landscape. Pounding rainstorms, the Times says, following an epic drought, leave thousands of broken trees that batter roads, levees, and neighborhoods. Stressed by drought, whipped by wind, and weakened at the roots by relentless rain and flooding, trees, tall and short, ancient and young, in mountain preserves and suburban yards, have toppled across California this week 
in breathtaking numbers, the most visible sign of a state veering between environmental extremes. The Times then says a procession of atmospheric rivers has interrupted an epic drought responsible for the driest three years in California record. That last statement from the Times doesn't really tell the whole story, does it? Because paleo data proves that this is the driest period in at least 1,200 years in California. The Times article claimed that it was the wild weather swings that are robbing California of its trees, but in fact, it's climate engineering operations that are robbing California of its trees, along with clear-cutting. Search geoengineering and the dying of the trees for one report, and please search the engineering wildfire section to learn much, much more. This section can be found on the top toolbar of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. The omission of the climate engineering factor from the tree die-off equation is criminal. Why are trees toppling in such great numbers? Because their root systems are dying off. Why? Geoengineered drought is a major factor, but even more is the toxic rain created by climate engineering operations. Elements like aluminum radically affect root systems and soil microbiome, killing both. Aluminum is a primary climate engineering element. Bioavailable aluminum, for the record, does not exist naturally in the environment. It's there now thanks to climate engineering operations. Also, for the record, bioavailable aluminum is highly toxic to all life forms. No exceptions. Are the dying forests in the U.S. going to magically bounce back after receiving a few rounds of toxic rain? Short answer, no. Forests and soils and waters are dying all over the world. And without them, we will die. Quick side note. How many noticed on any of the film clips of the flooding along the ocean, the seafoam, massive amounts of seafoam that we see at many of this type of engineered event, and foaming rain, also a factor. Surfactants are to blame. Thanks to climate engineering, toxic fallout, surfactants are used in the sprayed dispersions to prevent particle coagulation. Surfactants are what make soap, soap. Connect the dots. Moving on. Schedule weather for the western U.S. This from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The nation's illegal gag-ordered weather personnel that read a scheduled weather script passed on to them from weapons industry geoengineering contractor Raytheon, who does all the modeling for the National Weather Service and NOAA. The weather makers will keep the off-and-on west coast rain going for up to another 10 days, plus or minus, at least that's what's scheduled, and then we'll turn down the spigot to below normal rainfall, which is now the new normal in the West. In the next 10 to 14 days, a bullseye of engineered cool-down zone is scheduled for the Four Corners region of the Southwest. Can the climate engineers pull it off? We'll soon see. Here's one more distressing footnote from the West. This is a follow-up story. Emergency measures needed to rescue Great Salt Lake from ongoing collapse. Estimates are that the Great Salt Lake could be gone in only a few years. For the record, short of a complete course correction by our species, we may all be gone by then. How's the weather in the eastern half of the U.S.? Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations are facilitating flash cool-down winter weather whiplash events. Tornadoes turning to snowstorms, fueled with moisture straight out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. A multi-day engineered surface cool-down is scheduled for the southeast and Florida, but the overall trend will fade back to warmth in the eastern U.S. and is scheduled to stay that way for most of the next two weeks or more 
Some parts of Texas were pushing the 90s this week, but the Matrix media skipped that detail. The long-duration winter warmth is a change of venue for the eastern half of the U.S. On average, for the last 10 years running, the eastern half of the United States, where most Americans live, has been the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world. Not an accident, and certainly not nature. That's how the weathermakers help to hide the unfolding planetary meltdown and keep the division and confusion going in regard to the true state of the climate. Keeping the population polarized allows the controllers to maintain business as usual until the moment of impact, which now draws perilously close. How's Europe? Snowless Alps, ski resorts, an alarming impact of climate change and climate engineering, which is further fueling the overall warm-up. By no means the only cause. Too many make that mistake. Any form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet is a part of the problem, climate engineering being the most egregious of all. This report states, ski resorts in the Alps are missing snow so far this season after a record-breaking warm spell across Europe. Again, for the record, it was the warmest winter weather ever recorded in Europe until next winter. Although, again, Siberia just recorded a temperature of 80 degrees below zero. That's measured in Fahrenheit. The Russian military certainly heavily engaged in chemical ice nucleating operations there. Climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, are further fueling the blindly fast breakdown of the biosphere. Governments all over the world, again, are actively or passively involved. How long till impact? You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 388, January 14th, 2023, a year that will bring changes as of yet unimaginable to all but the completely awake and aware. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations, including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, San Bernardino, Washington State, Alabama, Columbus, Ohio, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, Tucson, Arizona, and the Carolinas, north and south. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam file. Please help us to share our groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities, now with over 1 million views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials. A picture is worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. Geoengineering Watch hoodies are now in stock and available for ordering. Stay warm while sharing awareness and sounding the alarm. Also, our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high-quality, four-color images on both sides. Check the apparel section on the homepage of Geoengineering Watch 
to see the images. Also, scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. If we can fully expose the insanity in our skies, we have a chance at stopping it from the inside out. If you're willing to share a photo of yourself with a geoengineering watch, t-shirt, or hoodie, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or a busy street downtown, please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Moving on. With all this bad news, at least the ozone layer is now doing great, right? Not so much. First, this new Keep the Population from Panicking report published this week from many sources. Ozone layer recovers, limiting global warming, says UN report. The report shows the ozone layer is rapidly repairing itself faster than anyone imagined. How Pollyanna statement is that? A new report from the United Nations shows that when people come together and follow the science, it's possible to stop environmental disasters before they happen. Does that sound a whole lot like another narrative that's now been proven patently false? To say that this report is total deception would be an understatement. The global predator class now knows that because they control the so-called climate science community, they can say whatever they want, whatever they feel they need to say to keep populations from panicking until the last possible moment. So, about the ozone layer, let's connect some puzzle pieces. First, this recent report. From NewScientist.com, the ozone layer was destroyed during the Earth's biggest mass extinction. The report states it has long been suspected that the ozone layer, high in the atmosphere that protects life from ultraviolet light, was largely destroyed during the mass extinction at the end of the Permian period 250 million years ago. Now we have the first direct evidence of that. Parallel headline from Science.org. Dying in the sun, direct evidence for elevated UVB radiation at the end of the Permian mass extinction. For the record, the mass extinction that is now already in advanced stages has far more momentum behind it than the Permian. If the public knew that we're not only being hit with massive amounts of UVB radiation, but also UVC radiation that's now reaching their surface, This is indicative of an ozone layer that is nearing a functional collapse phase. Climate engineering operations are the core causal factor. What ozone layer collapse information has the Matrix Media done their best to hide? From the journal AIP Advances from July 5th of last year, just over six months ago, Discovery reveals large year-round ozone hole over tropics. From that report, an ozone hole seven times larger than the Antarctic hole is currently sitting over tropical regions and has been since the 1980s. The depletion of the ozone layer can lead to increased, and there's no can, it does of course, lead to increased ground level UV radiation which can increase risk of skin cancer. Again, no can, no could, no may, no might, obviously does and cataracts in humans, as well as weaken immune systems, decrease agricultural productivity, and negatively affect sensitive aquatic organisms and ecosystems like plankton, like the plankton that we now know have crashed a 90% decline in the Atlantic and the other oceans in similar condition, like insects that are incredibly susceptible to UV radiation that have also crashed 80 to 90% around the world. That kind of a problem? Yeah, that's what they don't want you to know. From Reddit.com, also July 7th, of 2022, again only six months ago, 
quote, huge unexpected ozone hole discovered over tropics. There's more headlines to confirm that peer-reviewed science report that caught the power structure controlled science community off guard, but they immediately went into damage control. Almost immediately, a day after this massive ozone hole news got leaked, the matrix-controlled corporate media weapon of mass deception was called into action. From Forbes.com, again, this is six months ago, the day after the previous reports were published, report of massive new ozone hole threatening billions contains, quote, serious errors. Numerous other power structure-controlled media sources also jumped on the effort to discredit and thus hide the dire ozone hole data. And sadly, it's now been all but forgotten, covered up by the honorless, bought-and-paid-for so-called scientists that work for the bought-and-paid-for so-called media and those who control them, ultimately those who print the money. That's who controls the entire matrix, those who print the money. They own militaries, thus they own countries, and they own everything else in the entire matrix. So back to the ozone layer recovery lie. Please search the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Points to ponder on the ozone destruction scenario. The ozone thickness waxes and wanes. It is not uniform around the globe. But when you're in unobstructed sunlight, especially as we move more toward the spring and summer season, Feel how hot surfaces are that are in this unobstructed sunlight. Again, on most days, there are some days when the thickness of the ozone layer may be slightly more than other days, but in general, it is thinning rapidly. This can be seen on the south-exposed sides of many trees in which the Cambrian layer is burnt from tip to trunk. As we go further into summer, we can see leaf scorch is happening everywhere. On many species of flora, though some species are much more resilient than others. On some, it's not noticeable. On others, it's extremely noticeable. In Northern California, when you look at the trees around the city of Redding, there are so many on which the Cambrian layer, the living layer of the tree, is literally fried down to the core wood from tip to trunk. Shockingly visible damage to the trees. Some try to claim that this is just because of parking lots and windshields. That's not true. We see exactly the same in the middle of the wilderness. All I'm asking is for legitimate investigation. Please search and review the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We are being lied to about every single existential threat we face by a system, a matrix, that is designed to deceive Moving on, more breaking reports from the wider horizon. Northern India braces for coldest weather in years as dense fog and poor air quality linger. Question, is this a sign of global cooling? No. It's climate engineering and chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations. Here's an example headline from India only months ago. India recorded 280 heat wave days across 16 states in 2022. Here's another headline from the Washington Post. Heat wave breaks monthly records in India and continues. Again, only from months ago. Here's another example headline from the New Yorker, August of last year. Living through India's next level heat wave. Weather and temperature whiplash fueled by climate intervention operations and even the heat underneath high pressure heat domes also 
a result of climate intervention operations and ionosphere heaters. Same as the high-pressure heat dome that parks over the western U.S. and blocks the rain for such extended periods of time. What happens when they remove the high-pressure heat dome from the U.S. West? The rainpocalypse. At least that's what the Matrix media would like us to believe it is. Continuing from InsideClimateNews.org. This is from Nine News Australia. The water cycle is changing, which means dramatic climate swings could be in the cards. Question, does the word could belong in this headline, given the fact that rapidly worsening weather whiplash is already the norm? Yes, the hydrological cycle has been completely derailed, along with atmospheric chemistry in general. If climate disruption operations are allowed to continue, we will all soon pay the price. Here's another foundational factor from this week. The following report from multiple sources. Relentless rise of ocean heat content drives deadly extremes. From that report, the heat of global warming will keep penetrating deeper into oceans for centuries after greenhouse gas emissions cease. That's the point to remember I brought up on so many broadcasts. We have crashed through the guardrail. You could put the brakes on as hard as you want at this point. We are going to the bottom of the canyon. You just can't shut off this kind of momentum. They continue, ocean heat content reached a new record high for the fourth year in a row. Scientists said on Wednesday, as they released their annual measurements of ocean heat accumulating down to a depth of more than a mile. And as mentioned at the start of this broadcast, a parallel headline from MSN.com, scientists sound the alarm as ocean temperatures hit new record. From that report, the world's oceans, which have absorbed most of the excess heat caused by humanity's carbon pollution, continue to see record-breaking temperatures last year. According to research published Wednesday, oceans absorb about 90% of the excess heat from greenhouse gas emissions and countless other forms of human activity with climate engineering heat trapping particles at the top of the list. They block some daytime heat at the cost of trapping more than they block at night. The fact that the oceans have absorbed so much heat masks the temperature buildup on land surfaces, but generates huge long-lasting marine heat waves that are already having devastating effects on underwater life. The new research study stated that the heat content in the oceans exceeded the previous year's levels by about 10 zettajoules. That's equivalent to 100 times the electricity generation worldwide in 2021. And that's how much more last year's record was than the previous year's record. This has wide-ranging implications because it affects the exchange of heat, oxygen, and carbon between the ocean and atmosphere, with effects including a loss of oxygen in the ocean. Deoxygenation is itself a nightmare for not only marine life and ecosystems, but also for humans and our terrestrial ecosystems. There's more dire ocean heating headlines from this week. From news.uci.edu, climate change could cause, quote, disaster in the world's oceans, say scientists. Could? Could cause disaster? No, not could. Has. Our oceans are dying by the day. Short of a complete course correction, the human race will die with them. Question, is it just, quote, climate change or is there much more to the story answer yes there is much more climate engineering operations and their atmospheric pressure zone manipulation are altering upper level wind currents thus altering ocean currents which in turn hampers heat distribution in the earth's oceans moving on more from princeton.edu the pacific ocean's oxygen starved OMZ is growing. OMZ is Oxygen Minimum Zone. 
That's from Princeton researchers. The report states areas of low oxygen water stretch for thousands of miles through the world's oceans. The largest of these oxygen minimum zones, again OMZs, is found along the Pacific coast of North and South America, centered off the coast of Mexico. Princeton researchers have confidently predicted that the boundaries of the Pacific OMZ, the planet's largest, will expand by as much as 2 million additional cubic miles, both upwards and toward the sea surface and outward toward the coast. They say by the end of the century, we won't need to worry about that on the current course. You can quote me on that. We will be long gone, short of a total course correction by our species, which doesn't seem likely at this point, does it? But as hopeless as the horizon looks, and it does, if the already aware and awakened stand together and refuse to yield to the fading of the light, who can say what we may yet accomplish even at this late hour? Moving on, from sciencealert.com, the last eight years have been the hottest ever recorded on planet Earth. And that's a gross understatement, as the engineered cooldowns skew the temperature data, which masks the true severity of planetary meltdown, temporary cooldowns that come at the cost of an even worse overall warming. Antarctic sea ice continues to implode. It's already at record low levels and plunging further by the day. Moving on to a report from the top of the world, from the Arctic, from Flipboard.com. Canadian polar bear populations plummeting, report finds. Does anyone remember all the sources that kept saying the polar bears are doing great, better than ever? Total fabrication. Arctic ice, they also said, is larger than ever. Another total fabrication. One recent report from HighNorthNews.com. A new dawn for Arctic shipping, winter transits on the northern route. Translation, shipping through the formerly winter ice-blocked Arctic Ocean is now possible in the dead of winter. Why? Because much of the sea ice is now nothing more than chemical ice-nucleated surface slush that's called ice pack to mask the true severity of ice pack meltdown. This week from AKM Information Agency report, cargo delivery along the northern sea route has begun to the facilities of Vostok Oil. Again, more shipping happening in the dead of winter across the northern sea route because there's more ice than ever? No. Because there's less than ever. The mass or the volume is at record low levels. The surface slush doesn't really matter, does it? From businessinsider.com, map shows the ice sheets and glaciers melting that scientists most fear will be the source of catastrophic rising sea levels. This is recommended reading. This is a very extensive report. Again, from businessinsider.com. Map shows the ice sheets and glaciers melting that scientists most fear will be the source of catastrophic rising sea levels. It's a given. It's baked in. No stopping it now. Moving on to more bad news. Atmospheric methane concentrations in the Arctic are going off the charts. Some recent readings have been as high as 4,000 ppb at altitude. That's parts per billion. This is almost seven times higher than it's been for millions of years. The methane feedback loop from thawing tundra and seabed methane deposits, hydrates and clathrates, holds the future of our species in the near-term balance. The current data doesn't bode well. The climate engineers in the attempt to mask this existential threat from the public are only making it worse, not better. Continuing, here's another headline harbinger of near-term planetary omnicide. From the UK Guardian, global pollinator losses causing 500,000 early deaths a year. The report states, insect declines mean reduced yields of healthy foods like fruit and vegetables and increased diseases in people. For the record, insects, including pollinators, aren't declining. They've already crashed. Hang on. Impact coming. 80 to 90% decline in terrestrial insect populations. 
not to worry. The U.S. government will save the day. A reminder of this headline, recent breaking report, U.S. government approves use of world's first vaccine for honeybees. Now, that'll fix everything. So, what do the global controllers have planned for us moving forward? Here's one Matrix Media statement from this week. The drought, flood, weather whiplash is becoming more common and severe as global temperatures rise. For how many years has Geoengineering Watch tried to sound the alarm about the, quote, drought, flood, weather whiplash scenario, being the harbinger of climate intervention operations? Next from Insider.com this week, California's sudden jump from withering drought to violent floods is a warning for the whole world. Question, how clear is the writing on the wall at this point? Another headline, weather whiplash is here to stay, and it will probably get more severe. No probably. So long as climate engineering continues to be ramped up, it will get worse. That's compounding the already decimated planet from countless forms of human activity. How crystal clear is it at this point that the human race, taken as a whole, has laid waste to the planet in the geologic blink of an eye? Here's a shocking and heartbreaking example of what's unfolding around the world from the National Observer. In a famed game park near the foot of Mount Kilimanjaro, the animals are just giving up. From that report, thousands of animals have died here this year, not from thirst, but from lack of pasture and green shrubs, which usually are abundant and lush during this season, but haven't been for two years running. A third year of drought is on the way. There's so many dead animals here that the vets and park rangers have volunteered to drag them away out of sight from tourists. The drought has turned this wildlife paradise into a wasteland. On the horizon, dust devils twirl and rise like smoke or incense. A rotting, cadaverine stench blows on the wind from every direction. What's happening here is a consequence of climate change-fueled drought, the report states. Is it? Really? Why do none of the so-called climate experts ever bother to mention that there must be more overall rain on a rapidly warming planet? Not less. The laws of physics are clear on this. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Uncensored frontline temperature readings indicate that we are already past 3.5 degrees of warming since pre-industrial baselines. The devastating lack of rain in so many parts of the world is most directly attributable to the drought-causing effects of atmospheric aerosol spraying operations, i.e. climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. From Africa... To America and everywhere in between, the innocents, the animals, the trees, and the rest of the web of life are being systematically wiped out. As the human race hurls into yet another year of rapidly accelerating, converging catastrophes, let's take a moment to cover a timeline of planetary decimation to put our current paradigm into perspective. I've made mention of this timeline before. It's important for it to be heard and considered again. If the entire span of Earth's existence was compared to the timeline of a single week, each day would equal approximately 665 million years. With this timeline in mind, the human race has inflicted mortal damage to the planet in the last 140th of a second before midnight on the last day. This shocking to the core timeline should be deeply pondered one fortieth of a second before midnight on the last day and even now the vast majority are trying to convince themselves that the carbon fuel carnival of loot plunder pillage pollute and proliferate endlessly can continue unchecked without consequence with the criminally insane in charge of it all for those that don't yet know it or aren't yet willing to face it the party's over and it's not coming back in any time frame that matters 
Though I once made mention of the following on a previous broadcast, I feel compelled to again consider the following vision from Black Elk, Lakota Holy Man, a Native American who understood and deeply revered the web of life on which our lives and our children's completely depend. I looked below me where the earth was silent in a sick green light and saw the hills look up afraid and all the animals and everywhere about me were the cries of frightened birds and the sounds of fleeing wings. Then I was standing on the highest mountain of them all and round about me was the whole hoop of the world. And while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell. And I understood more than I saw, for I was seeing in a sacred manner the shapes of all things in the spirit and the shape of all shapes as they must live together as one being. And I saw that it was holy. Black Elk also said this, Peace will come to the hearts of men only when they realize their oneness with the universe. It is not enough Black Elk said, to have a vision. In order to have its power, you must enact your vision on earth for all to see. Only then do you have the power. Biblical translation, faith without works is dead. Question, how many in our dysfunctional, perpetual consumption-based so-called societies live in a constant state of angst and fear regarding the looming inevitability of their own mortality? a low and unproductive state of mind, which the power structure-controlled matrix has taught and trained since birth. The Stoic philosopher Epictetus stated this, I cannot escape death, but at least I can escape the fear of it. Marcus Aurelius, another Stoic philosopher, the student of Epictetus, stated this, A meaningful death is ideal compared to a dishonorable life. And Seneca, a third Stoic philosopher, said this, sometimes even to live is an act of courage. You have power over your mind, Seneca said, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. We must never forget that our will is all that we can ever truly call our own. We must never forget that no one can take this greatest gift of the Creator from us ever. And if we collectively exercise this gift with virtue, with honor, with courage, we can and will make a difference in ways that we can't yet even know or fully understand. We're not alone in this fight. I would bet my life on this. I already have. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of Geoengineering Watch to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Stand unyielding against the gathering storm. Make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. Tomorrow is too late. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.